0: Hello and welcome to the Tribal Podcast. We believe that true deep learning occurs when three things happen. You must one, understand, two, remember, and three, deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. And this podcast covers the first part understand. Complete this learning by getting the second and third part. At mytribal.com. That's M-Y-T-R-I-B-E-L.com. So together, let's get the key takeaways from this book understood. Joining us on the podcast today is Jason Davis, who is the founder and principal consultant of jmmadvisorygroup.com. And Jason has spent his entire career supporting Fortune 100 companies. And in these experiences, he's established measurement and evaluation processes for 43,000 learners. He's worked with more than 200 frontline managers, and he's reduced expenses by more than $1.5 million. He now works with learning and development teams who want to connect training to business results. Jason has a BS in organizational leadership and an MBA with a finance concentration. He holds certificates in design thinking, management analytics, And strategy and execution to say jason knows a thing or two about a thing or two would be an understatement so let's get into it yeah so hi jason we are um recording this podcast today and uh you are going to tell us about what book what's the book that we're going to be covering today
1: hey kevin the book we're going to be covering today is building a story brand by donald miller
0: all right then and why this book what what is about this book like kind of all the books I'm sure you've read, I can see that bookshelf there behind you. Is that, is, is there any particular reason why you picked this book?
1: So th- this book for me was particularly interesting, uh, and, and especially for this conversation because, um, it was, you know, I read this when I was, I don't know, six, seven months into my entrepreneurial journey of, you know, trying to set up my own consultancy, getting my own business, um, you know, just getting into copywriting and doing marketing and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity to continue to talk to some trusted people, you know, in, in my, uh, space anyway, and, you know, over about a span of four or five months, I probably had three different people recommend this book to me. Um, so after so long of resisting, I finally gave in and bought it <laughs> and, uh, kind of went from there and, and. Once I started getting into it, I couldn't put it down. I I finished it in probably three days, uh, you know, once I really got into
0: it. So Yeah. And is, is that, was it, what I find a lot with books is that sometimes you just get the right book at the right time. Is that what it was? It was just what you needed to, and it's just the way it was laid out and everything was just correct for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I'm you know, I'm I'm very much a a, a systems kind of person or a process kind of person. That's been a lot of what my background is. That's where I, that's where I excel in dealing with processes, standard processes, improving processes, things like that. Um, and dealing with systems and templates and all of that kind of thing. Um, I do extremely well with, so it just connects with me very well mentally. Uh, and the way this book is set up and even the tools that you have, you know, that they, they give out otherwise, um, really made it easy for me to start to think about, okay, here are the messages that I need to start conveying to my customers or prospects or potential customers so they can clearly understand what it is that I do, um, you know, because it's it, it wasn't easy for me at that time to explain that. Like I said, I was you know very early into that journey of uh, yeah. being an entrepreneur. So trying to kind of figure that out, uh, you know, kind of back to your, your question, it was very much a need at that time when I got into it. And, um, you know, just the way that it was structured made a lot of sense in my head, in my brain as I was kind of reading and going through it and everything.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's the key thing. Sometimes, you, like I said, it's just the right book at the right time for you. And w- when you find those books, you just, you cannot put them down at all. You can think about it. It's just, you need to, the, need to read the next bit and the next bit. So um, yeah. so go, going by the the title of this book, uh, Building a Story Brand, Clarify Your Message So Customers Will Listen, I assume it's, it's marketing, but it's more than that. It's like messaging, really. Or kind of, I suppose. Like what you're saying is that you. It sounds like you needed something to help you put edges on what exactly it was that you were offering, and this was like the kind of gave it those edges or parameters to to work within and kind of a structured rule set, if you like, to to put your message together.
1: Right. It, it is, you know, it is about marketing. It is about copywriting. It is about, you know, here's what you, you know, how you should have your website positioned and things like that. Those tactical pieces of it are there, um, but it also gets just it also gets into some of the psychology of human beings and what humans are attracted to in messaging and yeah. what they respond to in, in different ways and what might be kind of that emotional trigger that I don't, I don't mean this to be in a bad, you know, it sound in a bad way, but you know, that what's that emotional trigger that me as a, a business person or a consultant that I can kind of pinpoint and and push on a little bit to get them to say, Hey, I need to go buy that service from Jason right now.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. like, it's, it's, um, product market fit. Like it's about, I might have the greatest solution in the world, but unless you know that it's a solution to your problem, then I might as well be talking to the, to the plants in the back garden, kind of thing. So, and many, uh, many key takeaways. Is there from this book? What, what, would, like, is there? Is it broken down in that way that you could say, like, each chapter has one key thing in it, or how does it work?
1: Yeah, it is. So, the the way it's set up, it's it's the there's a they call it a story brand framework, uh, and there are seven parts to that. Um, I can't remember exactly how many chapters are in it, but basically, once you get past the you know the first couple of chapters, each chapter becomes one of the seven steps. Uh, and it walks you through what that is. It walks you through what it looks like. Uh, and then it starts to talk about how you can also start to put this into action as well. Um, and again, for me is, you know, and and reading through a book like that, right. Not, it it talks about theory, but then it really gets into, okay, now here's how you do this, which, you know, a lot of, you know, books in this space don't go to that extent. Uh, and don't go to the extent of even providing tools. You know, there's there's a website where you can go out and kind of, you know, create your template and things like that. That really helps connect the book back to the action, back to what you want to execute on.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, that's exactly what we're looking for: is the actionable content. So let's uh, let's dive in and give us the first. Uh, what what do they call them? Tools or lessons or principles or do they say?
1: Uh, it's it's like I said. It's the StoryBrand seven part framework.
0: So those are the, gives the, the first part.
1: Yeah. So the first part is really, um, you know, it's it starts talking about you know positioning. Well, it, so even before we get into those seven parts, part of what it gets into is how how you as the consultants are playing a role in this this story, right? And it talks a lot about stories and how humans connect with stories and why those are so impactful. But a big piece of this is making your customer the hero in this story, right? Yeah. You as the consultant, you as the business person, you are not the hero. Uh, you're you are essentially the guide in this story. And so, part of the book, in in the early pieces of it, is really setting up this concept, um, and and helping you reposition yourself from well, if you're if you put yourself in that position as as the hero, which after reading this book. A lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I see yeah. you know content on LinkedIn and the way they do yeah. things and stuff like that, they're yeah. very much trying to be the hero in that story. And so, what you know, early on, before you even get into the framework, it's walking you through this concept of you need to reposition yourself. You are not the hero of this story. You are the guide. Uh, and it even talks about and, and what it it what it does is give some great examples of movies that kind of illustrate this. And, you know, you really start to think about the great movies Mm. have really exploited this, you know, this, this concept of there's a hero with a problem, there's a guide that has a plan, the guide calls the hero to action, helps them understand, you know, success helps them understand failure, and then guides them through a plan that leads them to eventual success. You know, and and the one that always sticks out to me, uh, obviously, Star Wars, right? So it talks about Star Wars being you got Luke, hero, Yoda, guide. We know the story, right? I don't need to to dive so much into that. Um, And it's kind of funny because, you know, Donald, when he's writing it, he he kind of apologizes. And he says, I'm going to ruin movies for you from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) Because you will start to evaluate every movie that you watch (laughs) in this template. And you're like, yeah. wait, who's the guide here? If you yeah. know, if you don't know who that person is, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, you're you're trying to put together pieces yeah, yeah. Yeah. of that that story. And I think for me, it's like, because oh, I do that now, like I go to a movie or I watch a movie and I try to plot out these roles and I'm trying to identify these people. Um, but again, it, it gets back to helping me kind of connect that and and making it human again around, all right, this is all a story. How do I, you know, how do I continue to play that role as the guide? And then help my customers, who are the heroes, that have many different problems, yeah. in a confined space with what I do anyway. But they have many different problems within that confined space.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is like this is going to be like um, like the hero's journey then essentially, which is like is that ultimately what he's what he's following here? This idea of the hero's journey. What's his name? Is it Joseph Campbell. Is that the guy who came up with the hero's journey? I think. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So go on then. Um, First, first part and first principle is what? So the the the
1: first the first step or the first principle uh, in the the seven step uh, story brand guide is um, the hero, your customer. They want to reach a goal, right? And so you know it's about you again. You've you kind of you know you're already at the point now of okay, hero is my customer. I'm the guide. Um, you know, what is that goal that they're trying to identify within the space that you're working within? Right. You know, and, and the book applies to any business, uh, it doesn't just have to be consultants or coaches or anything like that. It can apply to any business and it walks you through the process or walks you through, you know, trying to identify what your customers want to achieve. We're not getting into problems yet or anything like that, but it's really just trying to understand what are they trying to achieve? At a, at, a, at a high level so that you can start to pinpoint on that or, or push on that a little bit, because it's gonna build out or fill out the rest of your story there um, in terms of, of trying to do that, right? So again, you could go back to movies and think about that or, or different stories that we know of, uh, but ultimately what is that customer, what is your hero in this case trying to achieve? That is the first step in the process.
0: So it's almost like what you were saying earlier on about what people do wrong on LinkedIn and what you see a lot of, um, Copy doing wrong as well is that they'll they'll talk about their solution, like you know sometimes you land on a website and it says we do this and we do that and you think well that's great like but uh, so I guess really what that book is saying or kind of the, is to almost flip that and say like do you have this problem or is this something you're trying to solve kind of thing so you're kind of put it in their exactly. their world yeah okay yeah.
1: Precisely, yeah. and and even you know when you look at some of the templates that they give, and and uh, you know some of the other uh, so when you sign up, you know you sign up for the website, you get invites. Obviously, to other events that they do, and they have some free events and everything. And one of them that they do is talking about applying story brand to your website, and that's one of the very first things that they they ask you to do is. You know, one of the first things that people read on your website is about the problems that you help them solve, right? It should be nothing about you. It should be nothing about, you know, the services or anything like that. But it's, you know, what is a short blurb that you can put out there that identifies problems that you help
0: people solve? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about our own website now. Do we actually do that or not? <laughs> I have to check after. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So what's next?
1: Next is uh, your hero hits a problem, right? They hit a dilemma that is in their way or is an obstacle to them hitting that goal that we talked about in step one, um, you know? And so, again, this is getting back at, in our cases, the business problem, um, you know, what's what's taking place, you know, could be, you know, a, a lack of employee retention, um, poor performance, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on there, but really identifying what are those dilemmas um, and i like how it breaks down uh, external problems internal problems and philosophical problems because right. um, it talks about you know how how customers will find you if you can solve an external problem but they'll buy from you if you can solve their internal problem um, which i think is a really interesting concept and uh well, so just make,
0: just explain that a bit more. What? What? So, like, give me an example of an external problem versus an internal so, problem.
1: Yeah, that, that's where I was going to go. So, oh, an example okay. there, and and I, I can't remember where I read this. It might have been part of the book or just one of the other other documents afterwards. Was um, uh, so Carmax. I don't know if you have you have Carmax uh, over in Ireland or anything it like that. It sounds
0: familiar. Do they rent cars or so or buy cars. No, cars. so
1: they they sell used cars, but it's a no hassle, no haggle kind of thing. You, Find okay. the price on a website. That's what you. That's what you buy it for. You know that okay. that kind of deal. So Carvana, similar. Um, you know, in that space as well. And so, so the example that they use with CarMax is that you know the external problem that that CarMax's customers have is that they they need to buy a car. They need to purchase a vehicle. Um, The internal problem that CarMax is trying to solve, though, is that a lot of people struggle dealing with car salespeople or, uh, you know, individual, you know, used cars, dealers and things like that. They just don't like dealing with the people aspect of it. Um, And so, you know, their solution to that is, all right, well, here's your price. You can come in, you can buy the car for that price. You can buy it online for that price and you can see that price online. You know, it's a no haggle thing. And, you know, that. That might not work out in some instances, right, where you might think you could get a better deal than what's there, um, you know, or, or it might work if you're the kind of person that's like, look, I don't like that that conversation. I don't like getting into it. I just want to make the, the purchase easy. Um, but that's that's where it's kind of getting at the difference between the external and the internal problem. Right. The external problem is the obvious one. I need a car. The yeah. internal one is probably one that I'm not willing to talk to people about. It's what I'm keeping here internally. It's like, I don't like to deal with salespeople. That's that's yeah, yeah. my internal problem. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and helps you kind of, you know, from a business standpoint, start to figure out, all right, what are the strategies and things that we need to do internally to solve for those things?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's given somebody comfort that the price is the price. You don't, like it almost takes all that off the table. You don't have to worry about haggling. You don't have to... Nobody's got to try and you know separate you from your money. The price is the price, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a that's a that's such a a big thing because it, especially like even if you're good at sales and negotiation stuff, buying a car is something you don't do that often. So you don't you don't know much about cars, or you don't know what you don't really know what I'm looking for and all that, unless you've done huge amount of research. So that's an interesting one because I would be like that, like. Have experience in sales and that, but I don't like buying cars because I don't know the first thing about them. You could tell me the flux capacitor is, you know, needs replacing <laughs> my car, and go, okay, how much is that? You know, I don't, I don't know anything. So yeah, uh, yeah, good. You that's know, that's, that's if Anybody that's tells
1: me that the car, anybody tells me the car has a flux capacitor, I'm going to buy it anyway, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: sold, you know, that's all. Yeah, yeah,
0: needs. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's anyone listening who doesn't know what a flux capacitor is, and then you're. This podcast is not for you. This we can't be friends. <laughs> There's <praying. laughs> a certain age group that they what a flux capacitor is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, right, yeah. So that's good then. So, so that's just give me, just give me that second um, part again. So just say, just say what it is again. Just give me the, the definition of it.
1: So it's the the hero hitting a, a problem or a dilemma um, okay. that that is is an obstacle to them getting to their goal that they're trying to achieve.
0: Okay. Okay. Next then, turtle.
1: All right. Uh, next is when the the hero begins to to lose all hope. A guide arrives, right? And then so the guide in this case is the business. In my case, me as a consultant, yeah. um, helping them, you know, work through those those problems and and really kind of get through those issues. And it's it's not just arriving, but it's also about creating some some credibility for yourself, right? Like, why should I listen to Jason as my guide, right? Like, yeah. What experience does he have as a guide in this space? Um, how has he helped other people, you know, achieve their goals and work through the obstacles that they're seeing and everything like that? So it's, it's helping you understand and, and really, you know, fit more into that guide role and what you need to accomplish as a guide and how you can help your customers, your heroes in this case, kind of see that.
0: So it's almost like the beginning of setting out your stall for okay, you have this problem. I think I might have something that helps you. And that's kind of like positioning yourself as the as the expert, I suppose what another book might say or what somebody else might say.
1: Yeah. It's that building empathy process, right? You know, like hey, I I understand what you're going through. I've been through this before. I've helped other people through it. This is how we've done it. You know, those those kinds of things where you're you know, kind of strengthening that relationship, but getting on their level a little bit around, like, "Hey, I I really understand what you're going through."
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like you're 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 putting yourself out there as I understand your problem because I've either helped other people with it or I've experienced it myself, and that's kind of yeah. You're starting to that that that's what gets them to start to turn their head and go, "Okay, well, I'm listening. Go on," and that's when exactly. you start. I, I assume whatever the next bit is, one next one, what is it? The
1: next one is you give your the guide offers a plan, so you know, and that's and that's really you know when it what it talks about in the book is that you know the guide in that case or the consultant should have a map, should have a you know four or five step process, you know that they can help the 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 hero see or understand here's exactly how we're going to walk you through this problem and how you're going to get to success. Yeah. Um, it, it's it giving that customer the visual to say okay. All right, I'm listening now. Right, you've caught my attention. I I know that you've helped other people in this space, or you've got experience in this space. So, what's your plan? Like, convince me that you've got a path or something that is is repeatable that works to get me to success.
0: And you know, like in this book, is 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 this story brand framework? Is it? Do they talk about it like in terms of just websites, or is it like a series of emails you'd send, or is it? Is it something that just kind of blankets a business that should just be an approach for customer discovery and sales and everything or how do they how do I, I deploy this essentially How or how do they suggest it should be deployed
1: so it's it it's done very tactfully where they talk about you know website marketing you know different tactics and things that you can try how it's written and they don't and maybe they get into this in some of their other content and you know it th- this is a lead generator right you know they also sell bigger workshops and, and things like that yeah. as well so part of it is is leaving a little bit of a gap for you to be curious but uh, but it is about you know changing your marketing strategy or you know at least thinking about this as part of your marketing strategy if it's not and then how are you you know how are you doing this within a within your company's culture or with your organization's culture even it, it does get into that a little bit around You know, how can you use that story brand to impact a lot of the things that you're doing at a cultural level within your organization and really how you're helping people and then how you position yourself, um, either to other clients, other just other contacts and networking groups and things like that. Um, You know, it does get into how you can kind of make that transition after you kind of create the story or story brand anyway and really make it reflect and, and be part of your company culture.
0: I suppose it's a good way as well for for companies to to audit their message, like is to look at their website, to look at their email messaging, to look at their social media, or whatever, and see is there a is there a common story essentially across all of the all of the um the touch points with the customer. That's yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a good framework for laying out um yeah, well I mean it's an obvious thing to say, but a good way of laying out your story, like what it is that you do is to is to make sure you're yeah, it gives you it's a it's a good way, like I said, it's a good way then to, to make sure that everything is on message or everybody is on message and that everyone is understanding how the how the sales process should work. And all that. Yeah, interesting. So many It's exactly. a four so far? Four or five?
1: Or uh, five we sure are them. in uh yeah, we're on step four now. So okay. Yeah. We we talked about offering a plan. So, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's, you know, when you think about that marketing message and, and stuff like that, it's about it, because the book talks a lot about noise, right? Yeah. And noise in your messaging, noise in your marketing. Um, one of the chapters even encourages you to, you know, when you write your script or you write kind of what, what's going to be on your website, go through and eliminate probably about 50% of the words that you've put out there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a challenge is to kind of eliminate fifty percent of of what you put out there, um, and still have a successful message. And it it challenges mm-hmm. you, and it, it basically says, "Yeah, I bet you can do it," uh, and and you absolutely can. There's there's yeah. a, just a ton of extra verbiage that we choose to add that our customers just don't care about. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Like you always kind of think when you're, especially when you're writing content for a website, you think, "Well, I have to tell them this bit, and I have to tell them this bit." which don't, they, they, what all they care about what's in it for me. Like what can you solve my problem? And, you know, and like you said, what are the steps and what are the five easy steps or whatever to, to help me solve my problem? So yeah, yeah my head, my head is spinning out thinking about our own site. I thought I did a good job writing the content, but now I'm thinking actually it might be rubbish. I need to go and <laughs> look at it again.
1: <laughs> it was complete. I mean, for me, after I, I read it, I same thing, right? Went back through the website and I was like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> So, but yeah. it was good work, right? It was, it was like, okay, I can see why things aren't happening the way I would have hoped for them to happen, right? Yeah. Based on what I'm seeing here, like, who's going to read this? You know, like, yeah. no one. You
0: know, yeah, so. yeah, I agree. If you're if you're just writing essays on on your website because you think you have to tell them everything, and I actually read something there today saying that you know when you're writing. There's kind of two stages to to writing content like that. One is to write, and the second is to edit. And all editing is about is removing words rather than you're not changing things around. Yeah. It's like it's a cutthroat. Remove things like like you said, remove fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's 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 interesting, but it's also um like you said, it's a, it's a it's a good challenge. Once you get into it, you totally get into the zone of of once you kind of click into the mindset of your customer or or the problem that you, you're, you're solving for your customer it you, you can you can really get into it then. and um, like I, I've definitely done it before, where I've gotten into, into that that flow state, if you like, and you do come up with some good stuff like it's um especially if you have this kind of a framework, so yeah it's good.
1: yeah, and you know I, I think it worked so well for me, and, and it was so attractive because it felt like I was writing a story you know, and and I've never written a story before in my life, you know, I've Mm -hmm. written papers and things like that, but I've never written it. Well, I I shouldn't say never. Um, I I don't set out to to write stories. Right. And so that's, that's not something I typically do, but it was fun, right? It it was Mm -hmm. fun to start writing a story about my business and how that kind of relates back to, you know, the customers, the heroes that I'm trying to help and and the problems that they're seeing and how that, you know, my plan, my solutions can can work through that. It, it became a, uh, a fun, engaging activity to where, you know, I didn't mind doing yeah. it right. I was never in love with a copy that I had on my website. And that's for anybody. I would I would highly encourage you don't fall in love with what you've got on your website. Um, you know, I mean, keep your mind open to, okay, there's probably better things that we could do here. And like I said, when I when I started reading this, it was like a, a masterclass and yeah. talking to people.
0: Yeah. And I think ultimately as well, it's following this kind of a structure creates a, um, a human connection with the people who are, it's like you're reaching through the screen or something and saying, I, I, I see you on your problem. I, I, it's not, you know, what I always hate when, um, I hope I'm just hoping my website doesn't have it now, but you know, companies strive, I don't know what it is about the word strive. I just, I can't stand it. I think it's because no one says it in the, in real life. You know, it's like, in over here like in you know football commentators and stuff have certain words that they'll only use like if there's a fight on the pitch they'll say there's a, yeah. a, a, a melee you know or a melee on the pitch like, like no one says that in real life nobody <laughs> So strive is one of those words it's a pet hate of mine that I just I don't understand why companies strive nobody really strives in the real world <laughs> yeah. nobody says I'm striving to do something you know It's weird. Yeah. So that it's, I think, yeah, I, it's, I would imagine there's probably something in there as well about using plain English, using, you don't need all flowery language. Yeah
1: yeah and especially with adjectives you know i mean and, and i i found myself you know you you're you're bloating your 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 copy with just useless adjectives right yeah, and that yeah. was the easiest thing for me to go through and reduce <laughs> was yeah. like all right just go go look for the adjectives that you've got in your in your copy and just take those out and then what else can come out after that yeah um but no you're you're absolutely right
0: so. yeah plain english it's, it's something i've found as well that I'd say probably like whatever, 15, 20 years ago, when I first started in business, you're trying to sound grown up and professional. So you're using all these, this language that nobody in the real world uses. And and I've definitely found that as I've gotten older and, and more used to just connecting with people, it's a lot easier just to talk the way, I write an email the way I talk essentially, like within reason, like I'm still professional, but I mean, it's very normal English, I think, you know.
1: Yeah, and that, you know, I mean, in in thinking about my, my life in, in the corporate world, I was there for 18 years and, you know, not once did, do I recall, you know, getting any kind of development, development or training on just messaging, how you're, yeah. you know, writing to people, you know, how you're kind of conveying what you're trying to accomplish to people, right? I mean. You look at it, almost any job description out there, right? And, and um, the ability to communicate, you know, verbally and written is kind of an expectation of the job. And then nobody teaches you any more about yeah. that after you get the job, right? You're just yeah. kind of expected to either know it or figure it out. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, I had to figure it out in a, in a little bit of a different vein in terms of what I was trying to accomplish. But it's, you know, there's absolutely applications back to people that are, you know, uh, individual contributors in their job or they may be you know, leaders in a business to this kind of story brand and, and how you're kind of conveying your message and how you, you know, talk to your team, how you talk about what you yeah. want to accomplish and things like that.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking as well is that this is like we're kind of talking with this from like the the head of the company, like, you know, looking down at like the overall message, but actually you right. can use this kind of approach for if you're leading a team of four people, you can you can use pieces of this to kind of tell a story that, that, um, you know, helps motivate people or to, you know, helps them understand why we're working on this project, why the last project got dropped or whatever, like it's a, it's a good way of, it's just good messaging. I think ultimately.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's many leaders out there where I would love to have a conversation and say, Hey, you know what? You are not the hero here.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you are not. You are a guide, right? Like, yeah. I would love to have that conversation with a lot of people and yeah. helping them. Hey, your employees, they are the heroes. You are yeah. the guy that has a plan that helps them get through. You know, I mean, it, it yeah. all fits very, very well. So,
0: yeah. 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 No, 100%. It's something I, I remember hearing a long time ago, but uh, oh, what was that? There was like a, an analogy of, Like if, if a team is like a group of people trying to get through like a a forest or something like a, you know, a wooded area, it's the manager's job to make sure all the tools are sharp, not to be like almost at the back kind of sharpening tools and kind of, you know, what does everybody need rather than being at the front chopping away with them. It's like, you're, you're there to support your team, to serve your team. So yeah, I think that's a, a really, I think that ties in exactly what you're saying that you're not the hero. You're the. The guy at the back sharpening the tools, making sure everybody has what they need to to get the job done. So, yeah. All right. Then next,
1: next step five. Uh, so the guide issues a call to action, right? Um, you know, and so in this case, it's about getting your hero to say, "All right, I've got to do something about this," right? You know, getting getting to that point. Um, you know, and, and really, the call to action it, a lot of times on the business side, anyway, is getting that customer to engage with you. Yeah. How are you going to get that customer or that prospect to engage with you? Um, and and how they really get into that, you know, within the book and in the in the text is just the the calls to action on your website, right? You know, how clear or how easy is it for people to understand? How do I do business with Jason or how do I do business with Kevin? Um, and just making that super, super easy and super visible, yeah. um, you know, so that it's it's you know you don't have to have a secret passcode to get to the get to get to the guide or anything like that, right? You know, that's yeah. that's what it's about. It's like how do you make that path to your plan extremely easy and extremely accessible?
0: I was trying to buy something the other day. Um, I think it was it was a my daughter my my eldest daughter's into. Um, cooking well she's, i say she's into cooking she's into making biscuits and cake and you know disgusting things like not really <laughs> you know cheap and nasty products made into something yeah. gooey you know that's yeah. what she's, but anyway so there was somebody she was following on tiktok and um we made um these like soft cookies you know they're quite nice and um it's her birthday coming up so she she wanted the cookbook so i went on to this tiktokers whatever link she had and, and bought the cookbook but like that the the call to act, I was there to buy the book. I don't want to see anything else. And it was like a maze trying to find the, you know, how do I act what do I click on to buy this book? You know? Like yeah. I'm I'm here with my with my card in my hand. I'm ready to purchase. I'm a willing customer. <laughs> yeah. Let me do it. And I couldn't, it took right. me forever to find like I had to go on gone from one page to another page, back to another page, add it to your cart, go into your cart and like it wasn't there and like, gone through all these other pages. It was crazy. And I like it is amazing these days. I suppose Amazon have have done a great job with the, the one click purchase, um, which could not be a clearer call to action, really. But there's so there's so much work for some people to do to, you know, when you're when somebody's willing to buy, you're making it as difficult as possible to, to not let them. And yeah, I think yeah, having that call to action like that, don't be it's like um I just remembered something from from years ago. A friend of mine had set up a business. Um it was, it was to do with health food, I think. I and mean, what he was, it didn't work out for him, but it, it was a good idea. What he wanted to deliver like boxes of fresh fruit and vegetables to people. And um, like he, so he made contact with all these kind of local farmers and was buying boxes of, you know, random vegetables and whatever and delivering them. And I remember him saying that he was a, he was afraid to ask people for the money. I hated asking for the money, you know, he hated like, and I said, well, you think about this, you think about the last uh, video game that you bought, how quickly did you hand over the money? He was like, Yeah, I couldn't wait to get the game. I said, so, so when you have the solution, people, the price is the price. It's like you're saying about CarMax, the price is the price, and that's I want this car, that's the price. And it's the yeah. same thing with a call to action on your website. Like don't don't be afraid to to tell people if you want to do business, this is how you do it. You click on this button and we'll we'll connect or you know, whatever happens, happens. But I think it's crazy, like when another thing as well is when when companies hide their pricing you click on the pricing button at the top and it says, you know, fill in your contact details. No, 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 no. <laughs> tell me what it costs. If you, if you can't now tell me what it costs. Yeah.
1: To yeah. Out. Yeah. I've right. yeah,
0: yeah. gone through a demo. Just tell me like, and, and I, that always makes me suspicious when, when the pricing isn't there. Like, well, why haven't are you not, can you not stand behind your pricing? Like are you not, is it like, it's just, it's a red flag to me. Like when, you know, if the pricing isn't on, especially if it's like for a subscription software or something like you think, well, I shouldn't have to talk to somebody or to go through, you know, jump through hoops to find out the price. It's so you yeah, have to go to a call to action, clear and concise call to action. Don't be afraid to ask people for to take the next step because if they're on the website and they're still there, they're they're still there for a reason because you you could possibly have the solution to their problem. So yeah. yeah,
1: and in the again the in the context of the book, it talks a lot about you know how this might show up on a website, and you know it talks about those calls to action on a website. You want you want so many of them on that on your you know initial page that it might even feel annoying, right? mm. <laughs> you know, like, to the point where like there's no question where people know where to go to buy your product. Yeah, and it talks about you know you want you want two to three calls to action even in your first fold, right? That first fold, that top third of a website before people start scrolling down, because it gets into, you know, just again, some psychology of how people look at websites and they read in very much of a Z pattern, right? Left to right, then angled down to the left again, and then back to the right. And it talks about how you can kind of visually place different calls to action that'll line up with that, that kind of Z, the letter Z pattern yeah to to really maximize that but it talks about you know include calls to action almost to the point where they are annoying uh to you as the creator um yeah. and to make them all the same right you shouldn't have a buy here listen here contact us here or anything you know it's just make them all the same call to action so people are very very clear on what you're trying to get them to do
0: yeah i i think I, it's funny because like i i i have heard that before and it's it's something i'm aware of and sometimes you're scrolling through an email and like exactly like that sometimes it's a big button saying you know get more information here and then towards the end it might just be a hyperlink but it's linking to the same place and then there's another button maybe after that again and i'm always kind of i kind of watch my own psychology and see at what point was i ready to click (laughs) <laughs> like, was I ready to click right at the beginning, or did you need to sell me a little bit more for another few sentences? And then, okay, right, fine, I'll click on that then. Yeah. And it's, fun, it's yeah. fun. especially as like working in business or kind of you know having that insight, that small insight, I suppose, to to the psychology behind it. It's, you can appreciate when people have done it correctly. Of like, oh, you've you've brought me along this journey nicely here. Like, this is um, it's not too pushy. It's not too hard to find the 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 sell button or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely in in my head, I know I kind of reward companies like if um if I like their process, go, yeah, I'll buy that. For me. <laughs> just because it was a good process.
1: <laughs> no, no, I I am the same way. I am the same way. It's it's again, I think it's it's about just being in tune to what makes people tick a little bit, and and I yeah. appreciate companies that either intentionally exploit that or unintentionally exploit that. Right? Yeah. Maybe they just happen to do something that it's like, oh. Well, that yeah. works right you yeah. know but that's about understanding people uh mm. no i i appreciate those things and again you know kind of after you know reading this book and, and kind of looking at it i i look for those things now too so yeah it's it's interesting
0: all right and so we've done a call to action what's next
1: all right so next uh our hero takes action to avoid failure and so we've called them to action we've we've encouraged them to do something Part of this, though, is to help the, the heroes see, well, what happens if you do nothing? Or what happens if you continue to go without my plan? Um, you know, and again, it's just to make them see both ends of the spectrum here, right? And some people might be okay with not, you know, with what might happen over here, being being willing to kind of hedge their bets or see what would happen. But it's at least calling that out and and, and trying to draw some attention to well, look. If you do nothing, or if you continue down the path that you're going, this is what's probably going to happen. And again, I think that gets back to you've got to have some empathy and understanding for what it is that they're going through to be able to to get yourself to that place. Um, but you're you're probably not you're probably not being able to get into this deep of a conversation with them if you haven't demonstrated your ability to to help them solve that problem. But you need to have both ends of that.
0: Yeah, and there's 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 an interesting um, psychological, what would you call it, a quirk that that people respond more to loss language than success language. So, like, if you talk about what somebody is going to lose if you don't do this, as opposed to what you'll win if you do do it, uh, you know, it, it it's it's, and again, that's interesting when you see um, adverts on the telly and stuff talking about, you know uh Sale end soon, or something you know, or whatever the, the the phrasing is. But i can spot it a mile away. That kind of lost language that, that yeah. companies use, and and it works. Like it, yeah. it's it's a strange thing. Like that, um, it's like uh, you know, I want to hoard all these things myself. I want all the things, and I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose any even an opportunity to to get something for cheap. So, I guess that's yeah. why like Black Friday and and Cyber Monday and all that does so well. Like that, that's even spread to Europe now, where we don't have thanksgiving like so but black friday is a massive thing over here and just because like it's i don't know it's just like that kind of there's one day where everyone goes crazy buying things or two days now to the cyber monday as well and it's all that loss like that you know you get a tv for 100 100 euro offer or something like it's (laughs) i didn't even want the tv like in here it's like this (laughs) People end up, but like, I didn't um, want to
1: fail and have some yeah, exactly. more at some point right you know that's, <laughs> exactly yeah
0: I better get one now just in case I do need them right? so a yeah, exactly. the stack of televisions just uh, leaning against the wall yeah yeah but too much is, your
1: TV is gonna break and yeah. you're gonna say dang it I could have bought one for a hundred cheaper <laughs> exactly. you know if I would have just bought one then right and now I failed that, yeah exactly you're absolutely right that is exactly what it's getting
0: at yeah and and it it becomes like a um, mass hypnosis then as well like with you know they show footage especially from america like of people like trampling over each other to get into stores and like dragging toasters off each other and stuff like it crazy stuff like and it's all just that mass hypnosis of today is the only day i can get it for this price and i have to get it like i can't lose out on this it's i think that's kind of like the extreme end of what we're, we're not talking about people we're not suggesting that people there uh, our customers should be trampling each other going in the door to to get your product but it's an interesting psychological quirk, I think, that when it's done right, it can be very, very successful to to get people to take action to kind of move people to action. So um yeah. And so what do they say then about about uh just give me the, the the part again, it's to uh take action to avoid failure, is that it? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Take, you know the hero takes action and avoids failure. Mm.
0: And like yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's and is that, do did they, did they say that that should happen like after the call to action? So somebody clicks on buy now or something or wh- how does that manifest essentially like in, in copy or how does it manifest on a website or?
1: Yeah, and you know, so part of that talks, you know, gets into, it can be in the website, it could be part of the sales conversation even, you know, when you're going through that and just kind of walking them through and saying, all right, well, here's, here's where you're at today. Here's what we can provide. Um, and again, if, if you've got that understanding, if you've been able to build that empathy, you can kind of paint a a bit of a picture around, you know, if you don't use my services or if you do nothing, here are the things that might happen to you. Right. Um, you know, and, and really just helping them understand and, and see that, see a little Mm -hmm. bit of what that failure might look like. Um, you know, to the point where like, all right, I can't have that happen, or I don't want that to happen. And I'm willing to see what other options are out there in order to do that. So it it can show up in in different places. Um, in in, again, in the right place, right? You know, when you think about different pieces of your website, it's about taking people from this to this, right? From frustrated to satisfied, you know, and and kind of feeling at that, uh, that emotional aspect of it. Um, you know, if you, if you don't buy my services, you're going to continue to be frustrated. You're going to continue to be, um, you know, in, in the dark around, you know, how to solve this problem or, or not achieving your goals or kind of pushing yourself down because of that.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to guess now what the last one is. I'm guessing it's probably something like the hero succeeds. Is that is that right? <laughs> you are you are right. right? You are exactly right. <laughs> oh, yeah, hero wins. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and it really gets into the, the story ends with the hero achieving. Hang on. I lost some audio. Hang on, real quick. Right, can you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you now. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no, I don't know what happened That's it modern technology. We were just saying that. Um, yeah. So the hero wins. So basically, the hero uses your product, your service, and everybody's a winner. Exactly. A, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's about, you know, drawing that and, and it's, it, it's kind of in that similar step right like you know going from frustrated to satisfied you know like how do you get from from this point to this point um again seeing that dark side seeing what you know what will happen if if you don't do this and then well here's what could happen if you do Uh, here's what could happen if you buy my services or here's what could happen if you you know buy this tv today right you could save 500 dollars or you know 500 euros versus three months down the road when you got to buy it you know those those kinds of things
0: yeah yeah that's a that's a great book it's a it's a well laid out book from from what you've told me uh do you know much about donald miller who is he or what's his background
1: so i have read just a, a little bit so um it just a, a lot of marketing expertise um he's written a couple of other books as well like i said they do a lot of um just other work outside the book in terms of workshops material courses they 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 provide an offer um to people that are you know really struggling with their messaging or really struggling with how they can talk to customers and how they can kind of build up those relationships and build up their own ability to
0: kind of express
1: what it is that i do yeah Yeah, exactly
0: All right, uh, Jason, is there anything else that we should have talked about about that book that we didn't, something else we missed?
1: Um, let's see. You know, I it, like I said, the one thing I really wanted to, to make sure we talked about and we did a little bit was just about, you know, I, I mentioned websites and things like that a lot quite a bit through here, but really thinking about how this concept and this story brand that you create and the script that you create can permeate all of your messaging can permeate into your culture and really reposition people and and thinking about you know if you've got a sales team right how can you help an entire team of people become guides and for some of them that might be a little bit of a role change right it might it's going to be a little bit of how they present themselves to to prospects uh, or put themselves in front of customers um you know even other internal teams and things like that so i i thought that that was a really kind of interesting piece of it around you know it's it's great for a solo individual consultant person that's, that's trying to get something going but it can also work for you know in a, in a corporate culture level and it applies to different roles you know leaders to their employees you know yeah. head of a company to you know trying to create that that uh, that broad culture and, and that messaging there those things really just kind of connected with me, and it's like, wow, there's a lot of applicability for this this concept in many other ways.
0: Yeah, it actually reminds me of something. I think, I think I might have mentioned it when I was a guest on your podcast. I could be wrong though about the the Great Britain team, the the rowing team from 1998. I don't know if I mentioned this on on your podcast, but so the for the Olympics for 2000, in 1998, they decided they were going to win gold in 2000. And I think at the time, they weren't really considered one of the front runners to win goals. And, and I can't remember the guy's name, the coach they brought in, but he was all about um, uh, answering a very simple question. Will it make the boat go faster? So every single thing that they did, like the from the pillows that the that the athletes had on their bed in a hotel, should it be their own pillow? Should it be a brand new pillow? Like just every little marginal gain he could look for. Will it make the boat go faster? Should we train today or should we go for a point right Will it make the boat go faster what do, what does the team need like and that was the the whole thing and it's a it's kind of i don't know if it has parallels to what we're talking about here, but I always think about that when I think about tribal I always think will it make the boat go faster and the way it kind of translates in my head is will it help the user learn that's like everything that that we do is like it's it's putting them at the center of everything like yeah. just will it help This person learn something that they want to learn. And like so, I think about all of our messaging. I think about the the structure, the website, the structure of everything. Will it make the boat go faster? That's why I always say that in my head, but what I really mean is will it help the user learn? You know, and I think that's that's a, a similar thing to what you're talking about there. Is like everyone in the company is in sales. The person working on reception is in sales because you know they're presenting, they're representing the company or whatever. Um, and are they putting the customer in the center of the story? Like, are they putting the customer in, into the into the hero's position, if you like? So, yeah, it's interesting. It's, def- it's definitely given me some some homework now to do. <laughs> to go, go back over every every page on our website and see is it, <laughs> see are we correct? <laughs> it's
1: I, I I highly encourage it. it. You know, I mean, in terms of just going back over and, and looking at your copy and content and and not just your website, right? Like, you know, in your your writing and and how you're talking to people or how you're posting on LinkedIn, if you're doing any of that, you know, I've applied this concept to many other places and many other things that I'm doing. And I think it's even a little bit, uh, maybe just for me, but it's even a little bit easier. By positioning myself as the guide rather than the hero, right? Yeah. You know, because it's easy to be a guide. and oh, I should say that um, it's easier for me to kind of think about being a guide, right, and just helping people along a journey. Um, you know, and just helping them see what can happen if they do this, what can happen if you do that, and and kind of understanding that it, it puts me in a different position, but it makes it a little easier for me to kind of accept that role um, of selling, so to speak. Right, I'm I'm just helping people that's all I'm trying to do is just help people. So,
0: yeah. Jason Davis, where can people find out about you if they wanted to get in touch with you or to ask you more questions? Where's the best place to send people?
1: Best place uh, would be LinkedIn. You know, that's, that's where I spend a, you know, the fair amount of my time just trying to make sure I'm connecting with other people. So you can reach out to me on LinkedIn An easy way to get to my LinkedIn is you can just go to JasonDavis.me. So I've got that forwarding over my LinkedIn page. So that's a, Quick and easy way to get there.
0: Excellent. Well, Jason, thanks very much for being on the podcast. Very, very enlightening. And it's like I said, a lot of homework for me, so I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, happy to help. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Really appreciate it.
0: Hey, before you go, just a quick message about Tribal and what we're all about. We believe that true learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. And this podcast just covered the first part, you now understand the key takeaways from this book. To help you remember them, we will send you three interactive summaries that accompany this episode to empower you to remember those key takeaways at the moment of truth. And then to really embed the knowledge from this episode, you can use the dedicated digital action log to set a time and a date to go out into the big bad world and deliberately practice the key takeaways. For all of this, and for all of our podcast episodes, head over to mytribal.com. Until next time.